Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. So I've been thinking about this particular topic for a while. I don't know why, but it is something that my former husband used to tell me all the time and it drove me crazy. And he was would always tell me that I was a square peg trying to fit in a round hole and meaning that his version of and how I took it is that we weren't meant for each other. And at the time, that was a very hurtful thing to say. So I just researched um, about this phrase, and a British philosopher, Cedric Smith, is credited with coining the term square peg in a round hole. It is used as an idiom to describe two things that don't fit together. Most commonly, when there is an individual who does not belong in a certain setting, work environment, or among a particular group. And I think um, we've all said this, we've all heard it said, and why I think it was hurtful for me was, hey, Jennifer, you aren't X, Y, or Z enough for me, change it so you can fit in the round hole. And I viewed that as he was thought he was perfect, and there was something terribly wrong with me because we were not matching up. And so I took it very personal, which probably had a lot to do with low self-esteem, being manipulated, lots of criticism in my marriage, a lot of negativity. I'm better than you. What's wrong with you, Jennifer? You need to fix it so we can be better matched. But now being divorced and away from the situation, I'm like, he was actually 100% right. We were not a good match because the type of man I want to be married to is not him, and the type of woman that he wants to be married to is not me. But that's hurtful when you decide, you know, when you're getting married and you have four kids together and you've built this life together. That's hard to see until you're out of the situation. So I just want to talk about it and kind of, I've just had a lot of thoughts about it. And I think we try to convince ourselves sometimes that, no, if we do this, it's going to be better. We do that. And um, so some of the things that I thought of is, but we love each other so much. Some these are kind of like lies, things we tell each other that will, if we love each other. And I've really been thinking about love a lot because love in and of itself is not enough to have a healthy, long lasting marriage. You have to have a lot more than love. And of course, love is what you, you know, you fall in love and all those feelings and a lot of the excitement and it's intense, but you have to have commitment. You have to have trust. You have to have honesty. You have to have so many other things besides love and still love, but just that, that you love each other so much, that is not going to be long lasting. We were meant for each other. And I remember thinking this. So often in my marriage, wait, 
I was told, I really believed I was supposed to marry him. And I still believe that, but it just wasn't forever. (laughs) It was just for a time, I believe now. And I was maybe supposed to marry him to have my four children. I don't know, but no one is meant for each other. We all are humans. And there's probably lots of different people that we could be with. I don't know if there's one person. I need them. I think a lot of women get stuck on this because we have created a society that women need men. And especially in a lot of religious circles is the man goes to work, the woman stays home and takes care of the kids. This is ideal, but reality is we don't live in an ideal world. And I think this doesn't set us up for the best way to be married and live our life because it creates so much hard for women. And especially if they do need to get out of their marriage or want to get out of their marriage, feel unsafe in their marriage, that we we need it because, you know, it's terrifying to know like, oh my gosh, like I will now have to also take care of my kids and work and So there's just something in our society that needs to change. We don't need a man. A man doesn't need a woman. We want to be together. That's a different energy than needing because needing sometimes can make us feel desperate and we get stuck in this marriage that maybe isn't greatest situation. I can't give up. I have thought this so many times, like, I've just got to try harder. Maybe if I try harder, then my marriage is going to work. You cannot, of course, it's good to change and do things, but you can't try hard enough, especially if the other person isn't trying. Just the thought, I can't give up. Like, sometimes giving up doesn't mean getting divorced. That's not giving up. Giving up is just like stopping, I guess, and never just laying on the couch. That might look like giving up, but getting divorced is not giving up on yourself or your marriage. You did everything you can. And most women, I think, do everything they possibly can before they throw in the towel. And I know men do too. So it could happen both ways. Sometimes men do everything they can. There are some people, they just walk out and they aren't doing everything they can. But don't, the thought, I can't give up, it's not giving up. So don't look at it that way. I'm just going to give it one more chance. And the thing is, when you have your answer, when you know you're knowing, you're inside your gut, and I'm going to be talking a lot about this so much more with our nervous system, we, a lot of us, we already know the answer, but we like to ignore it and we like to pretend We don't really know because maybe if we give it one more chance, then something's going to be different. Chances are that's not going to be the case. And so trusting your gut, trusting what you do know, and knowing that that whatever that knowing is, is going to be okay. Maybe I need a change. Now, maybe you do, but you can't change enough if someone's already convinced that you're the wrong person. And I think, just so you know, that's not a fact that my husband and I are a square peg in a round hole. That was his thought about me and our marriage. 
That was not a fact. That was a thought. I didn't have that thought, and so I didn't feel the same way he did about our marriage. But that's what he thought. And when he thought that, he felt a certain way, and his actions and his results, if we're going to do the model on that, you know, they— because he thought that ultimately he was searching for someone else that he thought was a better fit for him. But there isn't a perfect fit for anyone. So that person's going to have problems. The next person's going to have problems. The next person's going to have different things. So there isn't a perfect match is what I'm saying. So pay attention. If someone says that to you, that is just their thought. It is not a fact. We we aren't going to go to court and the judge is going to be like, oh, yep, there's a square peg in a round hole. Like, what are you guys doing married? That's not going to happen. Actually, my partner needs to change. So just like we think, oh my gosh, I need to change. We can never change another person. Of course, we can make requests. We can ask for things to happen, but we have to accept them as they are. And so if we realize in our knowing, okay, wow, this person's actually showing me who they are they're lying, they're having affairs, they're doing X, Y, and Z, they're spending all of our money, whatever they're doing, is that who you want to be married to? Relationships are hard. This is true. Relationships are hard, but they don't have to be as hard as we make them when we're married to someone that is trying to force us to be one way or another, and it's not in alignment with our values, with our Inside our gut, all relationships have their ups and downs. This is true. But are is it a roller coaster? Are you on this roller coaster all the time? Is that how you want to be? Is that how you want to live your life? Maybe, but maybe not. I'll never find anyone else like them. Well, if you're deciding that they're not the right match for you, maybe that's good. I hope I don't marry someone like my former husband. Because I want to marry someone that loves me for me, that is honest, that is faithful, that is respectful, that honors me, that I am the perfect match for them. I'm not perfect, but they are going to be 100% honest. They're not going to lie to me. They're going to say hard things if they feel it. We're going to share our feelings. So that's a good thing, right? If we get honest with ourselves, We don't want to be with someone that we just left or got divorced from. It's better (laughs) I'm with them than be alone. I think a lot of women, we stay in a marriage because we're terrified of being alone. I actually (laughs) love being alone, so maybe that's my problem. I don't know, but I, I just think, analyze, look at yourself. Are you more afraid of being alone or being married to this person that is not the right person for you? And It takes a muscle that you have to build to learn to be alone. And being alone is good. I see so many women that jump from marriage to marriage, relationship to relationship, as well as men do it all the time. They can't be alone. And so they're just going from one bad relationship to another bad relationship. Or it appears good for a moment and then it turns bad. So pay attention if that is you. And it's okay to be alone and work on being alone, that that's okay. It doesn't say anything about you. It doesn't mean nobody wants you. You have to want yourself first. You have to be there for that person. And so as I was thinking about the analogy 
I was thinking that, to bring religion into this, that Christ, he's the one that helps us refine all of our sharp angles, all of our sharp edges, all of our things, pokey things that are sticking out of us that don't fit in the round hole. He helps make us whole and round and fit perfectly with each other. And the beautiful thing I think about two people getting married, you are two imperfect people working on things. But if you're so focused on them being this way or that way or doing this or that, and you're never going to be a good match, or if one, one of you is doing things that you're not in agreement with, having an affair, lying, manipulating, hurting you in any way, that's okay to leave that relationship, to leave that marriage. Give yourself permission that it's okay. You don't have to stay in something just because at one time you were in love and you thought it was the perfect person for you because it is possible that that person is not. So now I know I could have believed him when he said that to me. And it, w- it said nothing bad about me. It just meant like, you're right, I was not the wife for him. A hundred percent, I was not the wife for him. And that said nothing bad about me. I'm an amazing wife. I'm an amazing mother, but just not for him. And that's okay. So coming to that realization has taken me a lot of years and a lot of distance now to understand that. And I can still be an amazing person, amazing wife, amazing mother to my kids, and also a terrible mother sometimes. I make lots of mistakes, and I'm not a perfect wife. But I can love all of me and be okay with that. But he wasn't willing to accept my imperfections. I wasn't the right body type or whatever. Whatever his reasons were for thinking that I was the square peg, and that's okay. So look at yourself. Look at your relationship. Look at your past relationship if you are divorced. And what was it about that? What, where were you the square peg? And give yourself permission to love all of you and be okay with it not working. It wasn't you. It just was the dynamics or who knows what. But give yourself permission to be okay and love you anyways. And I don't know, I, I don't love this term because I really believe that we are all square pegs. And if we can find Christ in our life, that helps us refine our rough edges, that we are going to be so much happier and have such a better life. So focus on that. And I think you will be able to create the life that you want. If you need help with this or anything else, I'd love to help you. I'd love to be your guide, your coach, and have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjenwith1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.